and welcome to Punk Goes Pod, the internet's only podcast that delves into Phyllis Records' Punk Goes Ellipses series and answers the age-old question, hell yeah or yeah nah. That was a very newsreader. I hate that tone that newsreaders... They'll be like, blah, 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 blah. Today on Punk Goes Pod, we are doing All I Want by Toad the Wet Sprocket, as covered by Emery for Punk Goes 90s, Volume 1. Is that the inflection? It's... I think it's more an Australian newscaster thing where they talk about an event happening and then they end with this inflection. And every male news reporter has this kind of voice as well. Yeah. Today the weather is... I don't know, it's it's just... always this voice. Yeah. And it always ends with this tone. Yeah, it's not quite the question mark tone. No, it's, it's not up talk, but it's just sort of like mid. Like... It's also not like ending a sentence kind of tone as well. It ends in this kind of tone. Yeah. Remember, so like our friend um, Helen, who um, who had done like years of journalism, yep. studying everything, and she showed us videos of her reel. Yeah. And like. Of her actually doing the news reporter thing, like take like taking it seriously and everything, and it was kind of wild. Yeah, like yeah. like hearing her do that kind of yeah. In today's news, yeah, <laughs> it's it yeah. Luckily, yeah. oh fuck me, I yeah. You have you have just knocked. This is our second take because we had <laughs> an, an error, but yeah, you've had a very long day. And it hasn't been that bad, but um. We've already said what song we... Yes, we have. My yes. goodness. We are in day one of lockdown 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> um, As or, you said to me today, 41 more days to go before that's over. Yeah. I was like, after today, it's only 41 more days. Um, so, yeah, that's a cool thing, because some guy decided he wanted to have sex with someone who had COVID in a hotel... I'm not. I'm really not giving it the right context, but <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're listening to this not in Australia or not <laughs> yeah, even just in read Victoria, the news. <laughs> then you're just like what? Like if you're one of our um, if you're one of our Brazilian listeners, because apparently <laughs> we have a lot there. We are huge in Brazil. <laughs> Oingo Boingo is massive. Yep. And anything Oingo Boingo related is just treated like gospel. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. Lockdown to the squeak wall is underway, and folks, I am not enjoying it. Actually, I don't really care. It's just the same as everything else in 2020 at the moment. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, the chances were, even if things started to open up, I was probably still going to be working from home oh, yeah. anyway. It's just, we can't, you know, we enjoyed going to see friends and family, and we can't again for six weeks, so... It's cool. I'd prefer that over dying. So. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, I'm I'm an invalid anyway. So what? How? I, isn't an invalid like someone? Oh no, an invalid's a homeless person, isn't it? No, no. An invalid is someone who is very ill and somewhat like oh. <laughs> incapacitated. I oh, I meant introvert. <laughs> So yeah, a person made weak or disabled by illness or injury. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a suburb in... Oh no, that's Abbotsford. 
suburb in Collingwood called Invalid? Well, not suburb, but street. Because there's the beer, Abbotsford, which is in Collingwood. Yeah. Abbotsford, and it's called Invalid Stout. Uh, hang on. And I thought... <laughs> Fuck. I thought maybe that, um... That maybe that, that there was a street called Invalid. Uh, hmm. Maybe not. Apparently, okay, this has taken a wild turn. So, no, an Invalid Stout, unless it's invalid, I don't know, is a high-sugar, low-alcohol stout, originally marketed as an especially nutritious variant. Hmm. So, fucking, there's episode one of... Beer talk. (laughs) You got your ginger beer. I'm on the hard stuff tonight. (laughs) Episode one of Get On The Beers. Um, This is a very Australian episode so far, and... I mean, we are Australians. I know, but like, (laughs) we want to reach a broad audience, yet we're literally just recording this for each other at this point. (laughs) Which is fine, I guess, but, like, yeah. I'm so glad we're not having kids, because imagine, like, having teenage kids and them stumbling across this podcast somehow, just being like, what? Why? And them stumbling upon my previous porn career. Mm. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yep, that was a very sad career. (sighs) No. What are you? Are you questioning whether I had? No, because I didn't. No, <laughs> I no. did not. Do, I did not. I did not do porn. Um, no. Oh man, I'm just. My head is still on the proverbial train home from work. Well, while you're while you're getting back from the train. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm sitting at about in Footscray station, I think. So a little bit to go, but it's all good. If it was, you know, usually nights like this, you would message me like, I'm at Footscray, can you come and pick me up? Mm. Um, so, while you're still coming home, maybe I should read a little bit about the facts of Toad the Wet Sprocket. Please do. Um, I feel like we don't really have anything else to say. It's just going to keep going tangentially down a Oh, yeah. Hole. No. For the next six weeks, this is just going to be stream of consciousness. Yeah. With a hot mic. So, we yeah. good. Alright, Toad the Wet Sprocket, formed in 1986 from Santa Barbara, California. Now I'm worried that I'm doing the the news report of this. No, you're not. Cool. So, formed in 1986 from Santa Barbara, California. Uh, The name, if you you thought, what the fuck is a Toad the Wet Sprocket? Mm. Comes from the Monty Python sketch Rock Notes. The uh, The band members thought the name was hilarious. Vocalist Glenn Phillips would later say it was a joke that went on too long. It was probably only meant to be a temporary name. 
I mean, it's happened before. Like, Fallout Boy got their name from The Simpsons. Except that that's a great name. One, it's a great name. And two, I feel like the Fallout Boy audience would know. Yeah. Who Fallout Boy was. I. It's really mean, but, like, I wouldn't be surprised if the band members in Toad the Wet Sprocket are exactly the kind of people I think of when I think of people who love Monty Python. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Like, 1986, they formed... I don't know if they'd be that kind of insufferable nerd. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, although they could be because it's a deep cut Monty Python joke. Like, they didn't call themselves the Knights of Knee. I was just about to say, they didn't call themselves the Knights who say knee, which is just the least funny thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, it's pretty funny, though. I just... I do like that he's just like, ah... Yeah, maybe we should have gone with something a little bit more different and self-explanatory. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. I do love that there's regrets behind it. The only people who love Monty Python that can get away with it are you and Jason, a.k.a. Santa Claus. About my dad. And your dad. But that's it. I'm capping it at three. That's, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with that. Yep. Everyone else, you've been put on blast. Yep. So Eric Idle of Monty Python fame reflected the idea of the sketch was that he wanted to come up with the most ridiculous band name that nobody could want to use in real life. He was driving along an LA freeway one day and he heard the band name on the radio and nearly drove himself off a cliff. Really? Well, I think he said, like, it was just like, oh my God. And it was like, I I reacted so weirdly to this that I nearly drove off a cliff. A turn of phrase. That classic Monty Python humour just... (laughs) I believe they call it a turn of phrase. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Um. (laughs) My favourite turn of phrase to do with, like, being surprised by something or, like, shocked or whatever comes from Hannah Gadsby's Douglas, where, like, something... She finds something so fascinating that she says she lost the whole afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just like I can relate to that so hard where someone's just like what and then like that's it like that's your day just written off completely uh. I I think my favourite bit in Douglas when, was when she's talking about taking her dog Douglas to the dog park and a random dude's just like talking with her and he's like what's the dog's name Doug he's like that's a great name she's like no it's not <laughs> <laughs> oh she's so wonderful I love her uh, where were we okay so um, this is kind of a band that really didn't jump out with, at me with heaps of facts. Yeah. So I felt the need to write down, just to pat it out, that they went to, they knew each other from school. That's... From high school, even. <laughs> I know I regaled you and your family with this anecdote pre-lockdown, but that just reminds me of my, like, first or second grade project about penguins, where one of my facts was that penguins can walk. Yeah. <laughs> Just a classic filler fact. I mean, it's true. Yeah, you're not you're not lying. That's that's true, but it's not really a marvel. Like. But, but they can't fly. That's yeah. As far as we know, I think that's probably actually no. I'm giving myself too much credit. I was going to say that's what I meant, but I don't. Think, I think I was just quite dumb. <laughs> says the ducks of her school. Of six people, but anywho, still says the ducks of her school. <sighs> anyway. So I, I I did find this delightful. I I wrote I don't know. Just thought that was neat. In summer 2015, the band would go on tour with Hey Now, 
you're a smash mouth. Wonderful. That is an excellent fact. <laughs> That's all I need to know about them. They're good people. Ah, oh, I also found this out. So I did a bit of looking into their website. Now, I've done this for both bands. Um, but the band's website has a section where you can request they come and play in your town. Mm. Should we request they they come and play in, in our town or should we request that they don't? I would be inclined to say absolutely we should request it, but I'm willing to bet a somewhat significant amount of money that they don't check it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, especially probably at the moment when, especially in America where <laughs> yeah. nobody's touring anything. No. Or nobody should be touring anything. Well, yeah, that's if people are playing shows and they absolutely should not be. Mm. Yeah. Um, so about the song was the second single from their <laughs> 1991 album, Fear. What are you laughing at? <laughs> Just the way you're reading the notes tonight is very funny. <laughs> The song charted at number 99 on the ARIA charts, 11 in Canada, 44 in New Zealand, and 15 on the US Billboard Hot 100. I like that hot is in capitals. Hot! The US Billboard Hot 100. Well, you got to emphasise that. Yep. Yep. I don't know, I just like that it's... Is there a word for when you have like 99, 11, 44... You know how, like, you have, like, 9 9 one, one, four, Oh, four. um... Is it, like, number alliteration or something? I don't know. A numberlation. A numberlation. Yep. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do we think about this song? It... I feel like this song cropped up in, like, one of those Spotify, like, all-out 90s playlists a while ago. Mm. And I f- feel like I heard it then and was like, I don't think I recognise this. But then listening to it again, just a little while ago, but further forward, my God, I can't... Time means nothing anymore. Um, But yeah, listening to it again, and then specifically listening to it again for this episode... It feels like one of those songs that exists in, like, the periphery of my memory. Like, Mm. I'm sure I remember hearing it, but then I'm also not sure if I'm just gaslighting myself and I'm telling myself I remember it because I've heard it before, and by which I mean, like, last year. I feel like it's one of those, like, you could sort of... I don't want to insult it, but you could kind of insult it by saying, hey, have you heard any REM song? Because you've heard this. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That was going to be what, like one of my f- the few points I have about this song is it reminds me, like it feels like it could very easily have gone into or like been an REM song or it could have been like Gin Blossoms or something like mm. it's got that quintessential like nineties like soft rock kind of oh it's it's just the softest of rock mm. um, it's yeah it's it's it could only exist in this time period yeah. This this could not come out of, you know, any t- other time besides the early 90s. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. Like, I don't want to rip on it by saying, oh, you know, it's, it's R.E.M. It's, it's not like a um, friend of the, the podcast, um, Richard. One of the best things he's ever said is my favourite Red Hot Chili Pepper song is Butterfly by Crazy Town. <laughs> <laughs> It's just red hot chili peppers could never. It's just it's just perfection, um, but yeah, it's 
I don't know. I also kind of get like what would you call bands like the Smiths? Just that sort of like British uh, kind of, I guess, soft rock again? Or uh, I don't know. I don't know what you'd call the Smiths. Mm. I don't know. I sort of get that kind of vibe as well. But it just, yeah, I don't know. It's it's fine. Um, it's sort of I don't want to say drones on, but it doesn't really pick up. You know, it doesn't really kick into gear or anything like that. It's a very mellow song. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you just need a mellow song. It's it's fine. Um, will I listen to it after this is all said and done, though? No, I won't. I'm really annoyed because when I was listening to it in prep for this episode, mentally my brain was connecting the verse to a chorus of a different song, but now I can't remember it because I can't remember what the verses sound like of this song. Yeah. It's one of those songs where it's like, at gunpoint, if someone was like, hum the tune, I'd just be like, fuck, I guess I'll just die. I can hum the, the chorus. Yeah. Da, 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 da. But like... And I can only... I can only do like the... Da, 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 like the sort of lead into the chorus. Right. Mm, 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 mm. So yeah, I was going to have like a really like wissy thing of like, I could have sworn this song was actually this song, but I <laughs> cannot remember what song I was thinking of. Fucking got him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know. It's just, like, I don't hate it. There's some, like... It feels like it needs to go somewhere different to where it goes. Like, it just kind of falls short to me. Yeah, and, I, like, I'm trying to think of... Uh, I've never really been the biggest R.E.M. fan myself, but, like, there they would have something to sort of pick this up. Yeah. To yeah. really, to, you know... They could have it at kind of this tempo at this sort of melody, but there'd be something that would keep it more in your... In your brain a bit longer. Yeah. Whether it's his voice or, I don't know, the guitar tone or something. It's, yeah. It, and and we, we do do R.E.M. at one point, and it will be interesting to talk about that. But Which song do we do by then? Uh, the, the, um, losing My Religion. Yeah, Losing My Religion. Sick. Yeah. I don't, it, yeah, it just kind of falls flat. I think that's the the best way to describe it, is it falls yeah. kind of flat. But in saying that, like, I miss that very 90s, like, production value to it. Yeah. Like you said, like, it's firmly rooted in the 90s. Like, you could not release that outside of the 90s. It would just not sound right. I also, like, I'm, I'm talking about them again, but if you put the clip to... If you took the song to this... And put it on the clip of losing my religion, or vice versa. Mm. You, they, you wouldn't, you probably wouldn't notice it unless you're the biggest Toad the Wet Sprocket or REM fan. Yeah, it's it's just it's that very much like I want to say like carnival esque, but it's like got that sort of sepia tone yeah. to it to the to the filter. And I don't know, they really loved their filters in the nineties. They really with, did with their film clips. Just, but- yeah. Like, yeah, it's funny, as soon as you said sepia, I just immediately thought of the cover of Fastball's album, 
what's it called? Oh man, hang on. Yeah, all the pain money can buy. Like, it's just imprinted on my brain. Like, that exact same tone of, like, colour, whatever. It's kind of interesting as well because... Yeah, yeah, very much. I also wish this had been All I Want by The Offspring, because that's a vastly... I was wondering why you were listening to The Offspring before. (laughs) Yeah, because that's a sick song. That also... The game Crazy Taxi had three songs, and I think... I don't think all of them were The Offspring, but I think like two of two out of three songs were The Offspring, and one of them was that. It's three songs. What's the premise of Crazy Taxi? Uh, you're crazy and you drive a taxi. <laughs> see, <laughs> I'd kind of love to see an edition of Crazy Taxi where you're driving around to all... <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, no, I don't know if it came out on the Xbox. I remember that was one of the revolutionary things about the original Xbox, was um, you could save... Like, you could put a CD onto an, onto the Xbox and save it to it, and, and like, you could play the music while you are playing the game. Mm. And then the 360, they upped it even further. You could plug in your iPod and play the music from the iPod right. while you were playing the game. Um, I remember playing the game Burnout, which is this crazy driving game, and you crash a lot. Mm. And just having... Fear Factory's remanufactured playing, and it just like I get, I get angry at video games when I keep dying, and this was just this was possibly the angriest I've ever been at a video game. Yeah, um, but yes, I mean you could have on the Xbox had <laughs> Toe the Wet Sprockets version of of All I Want instead of the. That would be kind of peaceful. I like that. It would have been hilarious. Um, but yeah, no, I would have... And they, that came out around about the same time as well, I think. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just... and it, it, More stuff that I wish this had have been. Like, I hear the name, you know, Toad the Wet Sprocket, and I'm thinking of something like Hootie and the Blowfish. And I'm like, yeah, I wish this had have been Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah. First time in my life I've ever said that, that statement. <laughs> I wish this had have been Hootie, but... Yeah. We should get a cat and call it Hootie. Or Pearl Jam. Yeah. Oh, just weird band names. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just wish it had a been so much more. <laughs> I know. Look, you know, it's not all going to be winners, and our episodes aren't going to be all winners. Absolutely not. <laughs> so. <sighs> um, all right. I guess, you know, we're 22 minutes and 22 seconds in. I guess we should just uh, carry on over to Emery. Yeah, let's do it. Nothing so loud is hearing when we lie. The truth is not kind. And you've said have agreed beforehand to take on the facts about the band Emery. (laughs) 
We have to keep like stopping and starting because mentally I'm still in the living room doing my work. So <laughs> I I just need a few more minutes to arrive, but I don't think I fully will. That's fine. What's a fun soundbite I could put in to indicate this is where we've stopped and started? <laughs> like the Wilhelm scream? I'm picturing the- like Thomas the Tank Engine. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I, yeah, that kind of sums up my mental state at the moment. <sighs> Alright. Emery formed in 2001. Uh, they initially hail from Rock Hill, South Carolina, but they moved to Seattle, Washington because the music scene is better. Uh, the vocalist Toby Morell? Morrell? Sure. I'm going to say Morell. Came up with the name after a first grader... Hang on. So vocalist Toby Morrill came up with the name after a first grader he met while working as an intern for a teacher in college. So... He was working as an intern intern for the teacher in college, and this was a student he had met. So the student was named Emery. Emery. Okay. So <laughs> let's do a bit of copy editing. Vocalist Toby Morrell named the band after a first grader he met while working as a teacher's assistant in college. I didn't realise that an intern for a teacher was a thing. So, yeah, I'm assuming it's a teacher's assistant. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So, Emery were previously signed to Tooth and Nail Records, which I believe MXPX were on Tooth and Nail. I believe so. Yeah, that's literally the only band I know that was on Tooth and Nail. It's basically like a Christian, like, punk and hardcore. Yeah. Like, oh, a Christian alternative. We've definitely mentioned Tooth and Nail before. Yeah. My brain is just... Was, was Element 101 attached think, yes, to them yes, as well? Yes, yes, yeah. they were. Yep. Uh, but the band has since shifted onto their own label, uh, which is named Bad Christian Music. So Bad Christian started out as Toby Morell and other member Matt Carter's blog, titled Unlearning. Uh, on this blog, they would write about religious and moral issues. And the idea was to have an honest and open discussion about sensitive topics with people from all different walks of life. Uh, On the Bad Christian website, they say they are for, quote, curiosity and creativity. And they are against, quote, any individuals, organizations or institutions who inhibit or seek to suppress questioning, curiosity or creativity. Good on them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sam notes here that he got excited because Emery were selling their tour buses on their website. But the pages expired, so he assumes they've been sold. I... It still kind of blows my mind, like, the threshold to owning your own tour bus is obviously relatively low in the US. Or am I full of shit? See, it's... Like, I would not have, if you had told me Emery had owned not one, but two of their own tour buses, and look, they, I saw pictures of them, they weren't, you know, state-of-the-art brand spanking new tour buses, but they were still tour buses. Like... It's one of those things, like, the, alright, so I'm going into my other world here, the professional wrestler Randy Orton has a bus that he goes, well, used to before everything was locked down. He had a bus that he would use to go between um, states and venues for shows. And that was considered like a thing like, oh, wow, Randy Orton has a bus. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, yeah, I get to sleep on it and I'm comfortable. And and, and and a lot of other wrestlers below him do things like they hire their cars. Right. Or they take planes and stuff like that. They they 
Yeah. So it is it is definitely seen as like a, a status symbol, I guess, in what is what I'm trying to say yeah. eventually. Because it's like... Sorry. <laughs> Sam just kicked the heat of the I was so <laughs> adamant about buses. I really wanted one of them. <laughs> like, because it's one of those things that's sort of like that cost-benefit analysis, what it like, bus in which you can drive all over the country, assuming you travel largely within the US. Yeah. Versus plane. Like, you could also do, you could also then go from the US to Canada yeah, and to Mexico as that's well. That's true, yeah. So you've got three countries that you can get to. But like, imagine that. Imagine being at a point where you can own a bus. But it's not just that, it's it's the cost of the bus, it's the upkeep and the like hiring a driver, unless one of the band members was the yeah, driver. Yeah, that so, like. So yeah, it's, it's an expense. It just, yeah, it feels like things are done so differently. Like if it's not a. It feels like, yeah, it's like two ends of a spectrum. Like, either, bro- like, shitty van that you hire and one of you drives and you take sh- turns driving while you all catch up on sleep and, like, just that very classic, like, on-the-road kind of experience versus either a big fancy bus or a jet. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like, where is the in-between? I guess just commercial flights. I've answered my own question. Yeah. Anyway. Because, yeah... It's, like, multiple ends of the spectrum. And I remember the Black Dahlia murder saying that their first tour, they toured in cars. And they're like, yeah, that sucked. Because, <laughs> no, the reaction is because it's on their DVD, their first DVD. And Trevor's like, yeah, our first tour, we toured in cars. And he just sort of pauses and he's just like, cars. <laughs> like, he lets that just permeate. So, like, like was it just one or two cars with all of them piled in or did they all just drive their own cars like well i imagine it was maybe two cars mm. five five members so and maybe you know they're sound people yeah um and or you know one would have had their equipment or something i don't know they didn't he didn't get into specifics but yeah yeah this has been a super interesting discussion oh, for so interesting toot toot <laughs> oh man all right um what do you think of this cover it starts off alright. It starts off, I'm like, getting Depeche Mode or almost Tears for Fears vibes. Yeah. And then it kind of starts, and then I'm, yeah. I have less feelings about this than the original. Yeah. It... Like, the, I feel like the verse is alright. Like, I can sort of picture it now, but then, and as I said, like, it kind of gives me those sorts of, like, you know, sort of like an electronic kind of uh, vibes, like 80s electronic Depeche Mode. Mm. Well, I think they were 90s, I don't know. Same time. I, 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 yeah. um, but then, like, the, the chorus starts, and it just makes me think, like, it's really sort of just tame and watery. And what did I call it? I said Ronan Keating. Yeah. I called it Ronan Keating. Oh, man. If, if you don't know who Ronan Keating is, Ronan Keating is... A Irish musician who is, I think he found his fame over here more than he did back in his home country. Well, he started as part of the band Boyzone, the boy band. That's right, he did. And then, yeah, somehow he became quite big over here. Yeah, good on you, Ronan. What do you you think? (laughs) Not much at the moment. (laughs) Um, <laughs> <laughs> this could end. This is probably going to be our shortest episode yet. That does 
doesn't matter. No, that's fine. I'm fine with that. We have we're, hours upon hours of time ahead of us in which we could potentially record. We're ru- we're rushing to get this by our deadline, so I'm fine with it being short. Ah, uh, fuck the deadline at this point. Nothing fuck your means strips. <laughs> Nothing means anything right now. Um, I literally just have the chorus of Toad the Wet Sprockets version just looping in my head, so I can't even tell you what I think of this song, so I can't remember what it sounds like. <laughs> it sounds like Ronan Keating. <laughs> so, yeah. I listened to some of their stuff as well, and, like, it doesn't sound like this. It's, like, their other stuff is better. Mm. Um... It was they were they were always one of those bands that were like sub tiered, you know, emo screamo bands. Mm. They were never my chem or the used no. or you know, uh, was Skrillex's band from uh, from first to last. From first to last, um, even like from from you know like from Autumn Ashes, those sorts of bands. They were always that one like I knew about them, but I never listened to them. Them, Senses Fail, Saosin, Saosin, whatever, Anne Boleyn, like, yeah, I just never listened to them, and I don't really, there have been bands that we've done that I'm like, oh man, I should have, but I, I don't really feel that, that need that I should have. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, I missed the boat on them somehow, but... But, like, were they in your, like, you... You'd heard of them. I'd heard of them by name, but that's about it, really. Yeah. Like, I probably heard about them from looking at a track listing for Pungos at some point. But, um, yeah. Yeah. That's about it, really. Yeah, they're just... I don't know. It's... Again, it's not like I hate this. This isn't... This isn't last week's song. Um, it's just... Yeah. No, just just falls... Not even in the middle, it's somewhere between the middle and the bottom. Yeah. That's like, I just, I, yeah, I legitimately have no, nothing to say because it's just not there. Yeah, like this doesn't excite me. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we end with something that does? Yes. Something that always provides us happiness, especially in these dark, dark times. Yes. Our boy, our special man. Mr. Our boy Buff. buff. So I mentioned to you off microphone, number one, his his dancing in this is kind of unlike anything we've... Like, we've seen him do the sort of robot moves, but he goes off kilter in this one. Mm. He he is extra special in this one with the dancing. Yeah. I also feel like he he looks into the mirror a lot more than he usually does. To Towards himself or towards the viewer? Towards himself. Right. Yeah. That's an important distinction, I think. Yeah. I Yeah, I just... I think he's feeling himself. It's good. Yeah. Like, it's... fucking good on him. Yeah. Um, It does feel more soulful than usual. Yeah. And I like to think he was just in his feelings that day and just 
riding it out. No surprise, Buff Corral's probably the, the one I enjoyed the most this week. I know. I was, like, so going through Reddit and they have their, like, holy trinity or holy square, quadrangle, of people that they love. And it's, like, Keanu Reeves, mm. Mr. Rogers, Steve Irwin, and Bo- Boss Ross. Ross. <laughs> what, was, what was his name? Bob Ross. Bob Ross. <laughs> Boss Ross. <laughs> Oh man, we should get another cat and call it Ross. No. Boss Ross. No. I want to shower Boss with love. <laughs> I don't want to split it between him and another one. What would our like holy trinity be? It's Buff Corral, Tony Hawk. And Boss. And Boss. No. Oh. <laughs> I love him. He's the unholy trinity. Um I think I'd just be those two, wouldn't it? That what? doesn't make a trinity, that just makes a line. <laughs> So, yeah, you've got Tony, you've got Buff, and you've got... We don't really have a regular other person, though, do we, that we're like, oh, man, this person. No, probably Richard. (laughs) I'm fine with that. Yep. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Until we find someone else, Richard, you're part of the Holy Trinity. (laughs) You're a placeholder. Don't take it personally. (laughs) You went on a technicality. (laughs) Oh, no. We Uh, love you. Um... Yeah, it's Buff Corral. He's the best. Mm-hmm. And I have to end it with him because it's just... Um, it makes it sound like I'm breaking up with him. <laughs> this 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 episode has to end with him because I just need a bit of happy. Mm. And the other two versions did not provide me with that. So, yeah, 36 minutes in, this really will be our shortest episode. By March, I feel like we've had ones that have been about 44, 45 minutes. Yeah, this will be under 40, though. Yeah, you still need to add the music in. Even still, it'll be under 40. <laughs> Hell yeah, or yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. That's, that's two for two in the last two weeks. Yeah, that's alright. Yeah, there's going to be dry patches, I guess. <laughs> yep. Um, so next week's song... Act Appalled. Oh, I am. (laughs) By Circus Survive from Punk Goes Acoustic 3. Until next time, stay safe, wash your hands, wear a mask if you're going to be in densely populated areas. It's not that hard. It's really not. No. We want this shit to end, so just wear a mask. Uh... It's, yeah, look, it's not going to end until there's a vaccine, but we want it to be easier. Yes. (laughs) Anyway. Shaky bacon. Bye.